Hello, and welcome to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the official podcast of Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. Let us heartily rejoice in the 
the scripture passage this morning. It was just an ordinary day. Any other day for these fishermen. They spent their whole night fishing, but catching nothing. Professional fishermen caught nothing all night. Washing their nets, hungry for breakfast, ready for a long nap. Up walks this man. He just steps into Simon's boat, sits down, and starts teaching. Crowd pressing in on him, anxious to hear the words of God. He delivers it. And all while sitting in Simon's fishing boat. Now we don't know if he asked Simon for permission. We don't hear We don't hear Jesus explain his actions to the disciples. No one refuses him. Probably they've heard him and seen all of these people following him, and they too want to hear what he has to say. He turns after his sermon, turns to Simon and says, Put out into deep water and put out your nets. For I catch. Master, we've worked all night long, but we've caught nothing. And he could have said, look, you're a preacher, I'm a fisherman. I think I know more about these things. But he doesn't. I think maybe Simon was full of the words he had just heard. The spirit of God through what Jesus had preached to the crowd. I don't know, but there was something irresistible about this man. And maybe that's why he says, yes, if you say so, I'll let down the nets. They push off. They throw in their empty nets. And you know the story. They pull in a staggering haul of fish. The nets begin to break. They have to call for help. They're struggling to get the nets in It's so full that those large fishing boats begin to sink. Now, if in any passage Jesus is laughing, I think he's laughing here. Don't you? For anyone responding to God's call, there comes a time where it all began. Now, sometimes the call of God is gradual in our lives. We're invited to teach a class or... Maybe a missionary speaks and maybe we serve a day on a mission trip and gradually that call grows. But for some of us, it's a flash of understanding. It's, it's a moment of revelation when we know that by following Jesus at that moment that our life will never be the same. The prophet Isaiah's ministry began the year The king Uzziah died. Jeremiah's message began in a time of exile. Paul's evangelistic work, as you know, happened when a light of God blinded him on the road to Damascus. In our own day, our calling might begin after something tragic, such as maybe it was the year after the bombing on September 11th. Maybe it was a year after your graduation. Maybe it was the week after you lost your job. Maybe it was 
the day after your child got sick. Maybe it was the moment your mentor recognized your gift and talent. For Peter, James, and John, it was the day Jesus showed up and got into their fishing boats. Peter's response was the same as many of us who begin to suspect that God has a job for us. He says, I am unworthy. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not fit for this. I'm unqualified. He says, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Jesus called him anyway. Moses resisted. I can't speak well. I'm too young, says Jeremiah. Time after time, God calls those who, by any worldly measure, are unqualified and unfit. God never says, I didn't think of that. You know you're right, you are too old or too young. You know you're right, you can't speak very well. No, he just calls us anyway and says, I'll be with you. Well, God never calls us to work in heaven, by the way. We're never called to work with the angels up in the clouds. I don't work with angels up in the clouds. Delightful. No, God's call is always rooted here on earth. Always rooted in everyday life, like fishing, or shepherding, or teaching, or shopping, or selling, or building, or what is it you do? The urgings to serve happen during the regular routines of life. And notice, Jesus never called the disciples to stop fishing, to stop what you're doing. Never said that. He only changed who they'd be fishing for, right? He elevated their work to the level of serving God, God's purpose. What is it you do? Maybe ask, how is it through my work I can serve God best? If you're a bus driver, you serve God by being the best bus driver you can and taking care of those people on your bus. If you're a teacher, the best teacher you can be for those kids. And you serve God by loving those kids in your charge, whatever you do. In the midst of those ordinary, everyday routines, our calling becomes more clear. No person is ever good enough, or ever strong enough, or pure enough. Some of you may remember that old slogan the Zenith TV company had trying to sell their product. They said, the quality goes in before the name goes on. You remember that? But it seems when God calls... To, for us to serve, it's before there's any evidence of quality, right? A passage about God-given purpose. God calling the disciples. Each of us is called. Our job is to discover that. And once we discover it, it's, it's to act on it. It's a call to us 2,000 years later. 
to act in spite of our insecurity, to listen in spite of better judgment, to launch out in spite of the absurdity. Because the first thing these fishermen do when called is to launch out. They go. They cast off from the shore. It's the beginning of leaving behind their carefully packaged plan for the future. We are invited to to launch out into deeper waters. As the saying goes, the safest place for ships is in the harbor. But that is not what ships are built for. After they launch out, the next thing they do is let down the nets. Peter and those disciples expect nothing. I'm convinced. And yet, they haul in a huge catch. Now, what would it mean to you and me if we put out into deeper waters, let down our nets? Would that mean investing ourselves in in the place that intimidates us the most? Maybe God's asking us to measure our future less and trust Him more. Maybe God is asking us to take bigger risks. To stop doubting and step beyond our comfort zones and securities. It means we have to ask for help more often. But those of us who trust in God never fail. We may not win first place. We may not receive the award for success by how the world measures it. But those who trust in God never fail. What are we being called to do? That takes some imagination, that is. That sounds a bit risky. It requires more trust in God. We fished and fished all night long and caught not one fish. Yeah? Let down your nets. Try it again. Could we set aside our preconceived notions our expectations, our well-defended habits. Could, could we let Jesus enter into our boat, come to us after a long day's work, and, and hear him say, go back to work? Or maybe we're ready to give up. Maybe we're ready to give up on a, on a spouse or a relationship, friendship, or a job. Or of church. And he says, try again. This time, go deeper. Jesus is calling us to depths not yet explored. Spiritually, emotionally, and even communally as a church. To things we're unprepared for, probably. And we may resist. We may say, we've tried that. It didn't work. Maybe Jesus comes the same way today. Right here into our church. Where some have worked so long and so hard for the sake of the church. I mean, some days it's hard to see if you made any difference. We work. 
We despair. We wonder what we have to show for all our years and all our work, all our faithfulness. And look at that door, and here he comes walking, stepping into our boat. And he says, well, try again. And go deeper. Well, we tried it. We failed. We give up. The call is to put out into deeper water. This is not judgment to say you're too shallow, you need deeper water. It's to say you need to go farther. Move out of safe waters. Move away from the known places. See what happens when he leads us. This time, let him lead. If we say yes, we might face ourselves with unexpected abundance, full of blessing. Can we believe that God would give us abundance and blessing? Doesn't scripture say that God can do abundantly far more than we ask or imagine? Do we believe that? Would we have resisted or would we launch out? And if we do, we'll find that no net we have is ever big enough. But maybe we're afraid of abundance. Some of us may be afraid. Think about it. What happens if there's too much change? Too much abundance, uh, the breaking of our old ways. Maybe we're afraid the, the ways we're accustomed to doing things. It just wouldn't work out. We prefer it to be easier. February 1st was the feast of St. Bridget. St. Bridget is celebrated by the Catholics and Episcopalians and others. I learned about it when I was helping with the ordination of an Episcopal deacon once. St. Bridget was the patron saint of Ireland, one of the patron saints of Ireland. She helped shape Irish Christianity back in the 5th century. She was known for her generosity and hospitality. There are stories about her life where she worked miracles of abundance among the poor. Abundance of food, drink, healing, justice. And, and she taught that every guest is Christ. Now, she was not known to turn anyone away, but she was wise and discerning how she ministered to people. One day, a man with leprosy approached St. Bridget, saying, For God's sake, Bridget, give me a cow. Bridget told him, Leave her alone. Probably not her first encounter with this man. He persisted, Give me a cow. Bridget asked instead if she could pray for God to remove his leprosy. No, the man replied, I get more this way than if I were clean. Bridget insists that he take a blessing and be cleansed. And he admits, yes, he is in some pain. And so she prays for blessing on him and he is cured. Well, it's easier less risky, less costly, less work to stick with whatever we've already got. 
whatever we've always done than to open ourselves up for the possibility of new blessings and abundance may require something more than what we've experienced or ever done. It's easier than when Jesus calls us, cast out net. This is a, it's ridiculous. We've done this all night. Follow him no matter how far he goes. How far will we have to be stretched? Will, will we break or sink? Are we up for this? We trust him. Do we trade what we've got for what he wants to give? See, that day there was more than fish being caught. Those disciples were caught. And they said yes, they would follow. Yes, they would go deeper. Yes, even to the places they had yet to see. What does abundance look like in this place? In your life? In our life together? What will launching out require of us? And do we have it in us to go farther, deeper? What will we catch? What will God grow? We have no idea. All we know to do is to launch out and go deeper. To let ourselves be stretched. Let our boat be rocked. To let ourselves get caught. And to keep on following him. For Jesus called the disciples, those disciples, not because of who they were, but because of who they could be. And God calls you for who you could be. Let's pray. We've been called, oh God, the voice sometimes is loud and sometimes is a whisper. Make it clear to those of us the job you're putting us to. Give us the faith and trust to risk launching out, Lord, into what doesn't make sense, but we're going to let you lead. It's scary but exciting. Lead us. And it's your name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the official podcast of Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. For more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook by searching for Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. You can also find us on YouTube by searching for Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Broadmoor underscore BC. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you on Sundays.